Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing the new Looney Tunes 2020 shorts. It's these little bite-sized, five-minute cartoons, ten-minute total episodes um, that are based off of your favorite characters, um, you know, Bugs Bunny, Sylvester, um, Donald Duck, wait, is Donald Duck, wait, Daffy Duck, sorry, I'm, you know, you know I'm a base head, I'm always getting those confused, but anyways, Donald Duck actually does have something to do with this, everyone knows, uh, well, not everyone knows, let me do a little quick rewind, a little rewind, I can't talk today, so, Warner Brothers released the Looney Tunes cartoons back in the 1939, Warner Brothers uh, was trying to compete with the Disney Corporation, which had Mickey and Donald, like I said, got kind of mixed up. But instead of Donald, um, Warner Brothers decided to have Daffy, Daffy Duck. They have Porky Pig. They have Bugs Bunny. They have Yo Samity Sam. Um, all these crazy uh, voice characters, all from the voice of Mel Blanc. He was actually known as the Man of Thousand, the Man of Thousand Voices. Uh, regarded as the most prolific actor in, to ever work in Hollywood with over a thousand screen credits. Um, he had produced the voice for Porky Pig, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Tweety Birds, Sylvester the Cat, Wiley Coyote, the Roadrunner, Yosemite Sam, Sam the Sheepdog, Taz the Tasmanian Devil, Speedy Gonzalez, uh, for better or for worse, and Marvin the Martian, Foghorn, Leghorn, I say, I say, and I do say that some of these, uh, <laughs> some of these, uh, interpretations were actually taken out of production eventually down the road, um, I think, what was it, Speedy Gonzalez was one of the first ones, if not one of, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny was also uh, in a couple of uh, racially uh, not so great uh, episodes, and so most of those episodes have been canned from what I've heard, but it was around 350, um, I think it was 356 was the number I had, um, I actually looked it up and then lost it for a second, um, the number is... Looney Tunes Golden Collection was 356 cartoons um, spread out through about six volumes. Um, that's pretty intense. But, I mean, Looney Tunes has been reinvented for kids and somewhat of adults um, over the course of the past century, almost every um, uh, decade, if, if possible. Um, Warner Brothers has tried to bring and revive this um, franchise or brand to say the least. And so anyways, um, what was Mel Blanc was under contract with, uh, WB. I'm going to kind of use WB and Warner brothers interchangeably, um, until 1960. And then sometime around then, um, Jeff Bergman, I believe, became the voice as, um, let me see, I, I think he is the voice of Bugs Bunny now, and uh, he also does, he's kind of like the man of a thousand voices and stuff like that, let me see, 
Um, my fault. Jeff Bergman is actually the voice of Sylvester Elmer Fudd, Foghorn Leghorn, Ralph Wolf. Um, don't know who that is. Um, but it's Eric Bowser who is the, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, or if I'm not, just, just pretend I'm putting a little twang on it or something like that. Eric Bowser is the voice, uh, the voice cast of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tweety, Pepe Le Pew, Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Yeah, yeah, Marvin the Martian. Um, Bog Bergman, actually, is Porky Pig. And so, yeah, I wanted to, uh, kind of do like a quick introduction of this new application as well this is not like an ad or anything like that i'm kind of just talking about this new streaming platform hbo max just in a real quick fashion um most people at least in the states um are aware of you have your big streaming uh giants right now you have netflix you have disney plus now you have apple plus or premium or whatever the hell you have the YouTube Premium or whatever Red it used to be at one point. Some, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, basically, HBO Max, HBO has been there the entire time. HBO Max is kind of like trying to consolidate this HBO Warner Brothers brand, which I don't know why it wasn't like this the entire time. It seems like they're really trying to brand themselves in a way to say that, hey, we have tons of streaming content. We're even taking some of the best series from Netflix, in some people's opinion. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people do hold like sh shows that they like to revisit all the time. Uh, think about uh, Friends or something like that. That that show used to be on Netflix, one of the most uh, highly watched shows. Now HBO Max is trying to consolidate and bring all of their shows back together on one platform. I was actually pretty impressed by the lineup they have right here so just real quick i was like whoa they they're trying to lay out all of this uh, kind of diverse uh diversified portfolio of branding they have it's very impressive when it comes down to there's a little something for everybody um uh, i do think the price is a little bit steep but i think if you have hbo already then it's okay it, it, it's included with it i was allowed to just log in and so they have all the Harry Potter films all lined up ready for you to watch and very it's very nice to look at it's it's pleasing to the eye I think actually the format is a little bit better than uh, Netflix I think this makes Netflix a little bit more jumbled up um, they have HBO top series picks you can actually just flip in between HBO go and Mac HBO Max um, they have categories which was uh, something I wasn't expecting, but these are the kind of brands that they're trying to reach out to. They have stuff for adults, the overall HBO brand, and then they have subcategories like the DC Universe. They have TCM movies, like classic movies. They have Cartoon Network shows, like uh, you, got, you got the Rick and Morty first season. I'm not sure if season two and three are going to come there from Hulu or what's going on. I'm, I, I don't know all the logistics and distribution things going on but they also have Crunchyroll, Sesame Sesame Street Workshop, Studio Ghibli, 
Adult Swim, and Looney Tunes. So it, I mean, it's a wide variety of stuff for a little, you know, something for everybody, which makes it uh, that much more appealing. I wasn't actually expecting, but also uh, something that kind of is not that great about it at this point. It was released today, to my knowledge, on the 27th that I'm recording this. Um, that you can't get HBO Max on Amazon products like Fire Stick, to what I'm hearing. You can get it on like Chrome Stick or whatever the hell the Google one is. But I had to watch this show, Looney Tunes, on the HBO uh, Max app on my cell phone. So I will say that it's kind of limiting me in a way. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, but if you already get HBO Go, um, or now I assume that it already is linked up with your package. But it might be subject to wherever you live. I heard that it was, you know, if you have AT&T, it's different than if you have, like, uh, other, um, you know, cable distribu distributors. So, anyways, we're back to Looney Tunes real quick. That was just a quick segment of um, HBO Max. I might do a little bit more in an aftercast, a behind-the-scenes of the Luck Dog podcast and other things have to do with non-media or just, you know, not a specific, uh, you know, category like Looney Tunes. So, anywhere, uh, anyways, um anywhere what the hell is going on <laughs> um i hope there's no kids listening so this is not a kid-friendly podcast this is more of adult friendly so you know i just want to put that out there obviously looney tunes for the kids so um the question is people want to know is looney tunes this new one revamped better i guess than the um 2011 ones that came out with like 50 of them 50 cartoons of bugs bunny and then there was another one in 2015 that they tried to do. It's uh, the thing is, um, I didn't I didn't get to go watch those, but I do remember some of the older ones. And this is definitely taking some of the best parts of the uh, older series again. Obviously, um, I think that it looks wonderful. the The smooth, stylish look of it looks um, modern update uh you you know you know kind of unique it's not terribly too contemporary where it's making things um like oh my gosh this is it's uh you know using cell phones all of a sudden and writing in teslas or anything like that that none of that has happened um but i will say they are kind of top talking a little bit more contemporarily i think and so the pros for this first episode. I've only watched the first episode. I haven't watched any of the other ones, but I just wanted to kind of preface that at first. So, you know, my opinion of subjects should change. Uh, it's the return of great characters. It's actually, if you listen to the Scooby-Doo, uh, Scoob movie review I did, I it's, this is doing exactly what I thought Scoob should have done. This is the return of great characters. But the thing is, um, and, and obviously I told you, I've, I've covered the not so racial great stuff of it. So, um, not going to talk about that anymore, but anyways, the return of overall great characters, um, you know, characters I've missed as, you know, a young person and now I've grown into an adult. So it's like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to see that. But now we get to go watch it on HBO max. Is it worth watching? Yes. I think the characters, at least in this first episode are extremely entertaining. If you don't find it entertaining, it's a five minute short. What is it? You know, what did you waste five minutes? 
um, that that's the thing. That's what also brings it to um, the time and pacing. I think the time and pacing in this uh, five minute. I mean, in the time that you've you've listened to this podcast so far, you would have finished the first episode. The timing and the pacing is amazing. That's why I'm talking so fast. I'm talking like, holy shit! I'm fucking. You know, it's like uh, the the time and pacing that they can tell an entire story in like five to six minutes is uh, quite impressive. Now, I'm sure other ones might subject to different uh, varying length and whatnot, but overall, I thought it was great with the pacing. Um, the look of the animation, smooth, fourth wall breaking still happening just like in the first one uh you know night you know uh, 1940s uh looney tunes that was also fourth wall breaking they're always talking to the audience you know bugs bunny always talking like get a load of this you know or something like that and i'm not going to try to do any uh mel blanc uh thousand man voices uh a man of a thousand voices uh impressions that's that that's just like i don't know it's like training your voice modulate to modulate in ways that uh, i can't even think of uh, maybe if i do a couple listen to a couple more uh uh cartoons then i'll be able to do an impression but uh, you know I, I the one thing with I, with the the racial stuff it's not just the racial stuff it's like they they use stuttering and you know voice accents and stuff like that to kind of emphasize their point and to kind of make it's not exactly make fun of but you know i'm uh, <laughs> i don't want to use that or anything like that it's not exactly quote unquote modern or you know what i'm saying if you're listening to that. um holy shit this is what i was not expecting about this was how violent it was i i remember they were always you know hunting hunting uh you know, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, fire, pow. But the thing was, I don't, I just couldn't remember how intense the violence was. In this first episode, I assume you've watched it by now, or if you haven't, I'm just going to kind of describe what happens. Uh, even if I describe it, I think you would still enjoy watching it. So it's kind of spoiler-ish, I guess. I don't know. There's a, it's, it's a cartoon. It's a five-minute cartoon. I don't know what you want me to say. Um but the, this first episode, Davy Duck is slapping the shit out of Porky Pig, just bow, 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 and the uh, animation is hilarious. I mean, if if you if you have to watch this, I don't think it's like a chore at all. I mean, you know, I I, I think you know kids are gonna enjoy it, and it's, it's pretty funny as well. Um, but I was like, geez, that is intense. It is violent shit. So I, I had forgotten how violent it got. Um, I don't remember other kids' contemporary cartoons, you know, these days getting that violent. I know that, you know, maybe I need to go go back and watch it, but they are just like flat out like like beating the shit out of each other, and and, and uh, you know, Daffy Duck doing all these sight gags with you know, kind of like this Indiana Jones style. They're they're going through the curse of the monkey temple or some bullshit. It's like this, you know, Porky Pig and Daffy Duck are going through these hijinks, going like Indiana Jones style, trying to get this gym or something. That's the first a little, uh, I don't know, scene I guess. I I, I forgot what the mini episode. Uh, I'm I, I gotta figure out what the name of the it's short I guess. The first short is that, and uh, it is, you know, I think that one was pretty strong to start out on. I actually preferred it to the second one, which was, there was actually a little thing, Marvin the Martian, uh, kind of like split thing in the middle, which was interesting, uh, like an even shorter short, so I don't even know what that's called, it's like a bumper, um, but then they have, 
what's his uh, Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam kind of going at it with an arm wrestling thing. And I, I think that doesn't work quite as much. I, I do realize that I kind of prefer the gags that are much more quick and subtle than to, uh, like, Bugs Bunny always seems to kind of remove uh, a sense of reality or a sense of, I don't know, like, he not only breaks the fourth wall, but he's like Thanos in the way that he can just defy the laws of gravity and physics. He's like defying, defying physics with like blowing up his arm by blowing into his arm and making himself buff. And, um, one thing I, I realized was, um, uh, it was taking me a minute to get uh, adjusted to his, his gloves. I think he has, he used to have different colored gloves. Was it red gloves? Hold on. Let me see. Bugs. 1939 enhance 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 wait did he did he have white gloves 1939 1952 i thought he had oh so he did have white gloves but now they're making them kind of a yellowish tint to it now um yeah well oh my gosh i love that one with the uh bugs bunny and the opera guy uh that one that one's a classic um Oh, 1920. No, 19, not, nine, no, 2020, man. Okay, so yeah, they're they're kind of doing a more updated, contemporary with uh, yellow gloves. I wonder what the thinking is behind that. Hmm. Maybe they want to do something difference between the actual gloves. I don't know. But I, I really don't. Maybe toys. I don't know. It's normally always toys. But anyways, um. Yeah, the second episode wasn't quite as strong for me with Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam. I do realize the 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 fun in it for me personally is kind of the quick gags that happen that stay kind of within the realism of what's going on. I like the in the first episode with them kind of you know go, I think they're on like a log flume for a second and it, it does like a acts like they're in a theme park and you know when they're trying to escape the curse of the monkey thing or whatever the hell and uh, <laughs> and. It's like following them and whatnot, and they do like this sight gag of going down a roller coaster, getting their picture taken. It's it's quick, simple, to the point. The thing with the Bugs Bunny one that I wasn't quite as um, crazy about is is it's kind of it stays in one spot. Not that it not that that you, you can't have a good episode that just stays in one spot, but. I, you know, if Yosemite Sam can't see outside of what we're watching, the actual frame of the the screen, he can't see what's going on. He thinks basically exactly what we're thinking is he's arm wrestling Bugs Bunny and then he walks away and there's like a fake arm right there. And it's like, it's like, oh, come on. He's obviously holding a fake arm or he's, he's about to blow up or something like that. It just seems like that's like the most generic thing that could happen. I, I feel like. Uh, how many times in that 356 uh, Golden Age run did Bugs Bunny uh, give somebody to, something to hold and then they turn it around and it's a bomb or it's an explosion or it's definitely not what they gave him? It's like, oh my gosh, that is not what would happen. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why that that it, it doesn't irritate me. It's just like, come on, can we, can we go, can we move on from that joke, please, just a little bit. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, maybe get them outside the world a little bit and maybe explore the outside. I, I just think this is such a vibrant cartoon and, um, I'm not sure how it's going to age. It's weird. You can't really tell how uh, these modern cartoons are going to age until after they've you, you've watched them and whatnot. So maybe I'm going to check something out like Adventure Time or something like that because I did enjoy the Midnight Gospel um, just you know for the visuals alone. So maybe we can check out Adventure Time. Uh, we'll be able to you know kind of do a, 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 a mix mash of seeing how well that um, cartoon actually held holds up visually and you know obviously through the script as well and uh yeah so if you like this podcast let me know if i need to refine it in some sort of way you let me know if i'm rambling too much if you're like oh my gosh i gotta watch two episodes by by this time um then my bad whoops but hopefully you found this somewhat somewhat more of a refreshing um take on like a review and so let me know how i can improve let me know uh you know thumbs up subscribe to check out twitch for the live streams you can chat with me there um we got the discord we got the twitch we got the facebook we got the instagram we got all the uh we got the the twitter we got all the the fun social medias we're all there check us out soundcloud subscribe get all our stuff every tuesday and uh i release most of these podcasts on youtube early so, um, yeah, subscribe there. Get them all early. Thank you. And if you like this podcast, let me know and I'll create more. I'll do a little bit more critique. I'll do a little bit more of a, a in-depth review. But, uh, yeah. So, thank you. And that's all, folks. I also forgot to mention the uh, sound effects and some of the classic orchestral music. It's all back. I just wanted to mention that it just brings back a sense of nostalgia that I think has been probably missing. But anyways, I just want to throw this in. I'm out of here. Bye.